Welcome to our weekly devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson. This week, we're looking at 1 John. I should put that on the, the video. You might be joining us either by video or by audio. We're looking at 1 John, a couple different parts. Uh, normally, I would maybe just go through a chapter, not verses here or there, but here I have a section from John, 1 John 3, 1 through 6, and then 5, verses 11, 20, and 21. And the reason is this. These stood out to me. They um, have a theme about the relationship of the knowledge of God and sin that I want to explore. So let me read 1 John 3, 1 through 6. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear that we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath his, this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. So a couple things that stood out from that section before we go to chapter 5 is this theme of knowing. Sin and knowing. The world does not know him, in verse 1, because in verse 6 it's in sin. And if you're in sin, you don't know him. So the love that God bestows on us is that we might know him and Christ Jesus whom he sent. This is what John wrote when he recorded Jesus' high priestly prayer in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3. This is eternal life. And the world does not know God. Now that's in contrast to some who will say everyone already knows God. The problem isn't knowing God. The problem is getting people to do what they should do. Well, here we have the scriptures telling us otherwise. And we, and we know this from also from other places. I've also been reading through Isaiah and Hosea. And both of those places affirm that my people do not know me. Not to mention, of course, that if, if his people don't know him, of course, the, the unbelievers really don't know him. And in the book of Ezekiel, which repeats so many times that they might know I am the Lord God, meaning they don't know that. So what's going on that we don't know? Uh, we may be aware of the teaching about God, like many people in, in society, perhaps less so today, but in the last century, many people went to Sunday school or church or were somehow influenced by others saying there's a God. And so people might casually say, oh yeah, uh, I know there's a God, or, or that person knows there's a God, they just aren't doing what they know they should do. But we're really being presented with a bigger problem here, and one I want to connect up devotionally, not just philosophically or theologically. But in our devotion to God, it should ask us this question, what do we know of God? If someone was to ask you to write down the things that you know about your best friend, uh, presumably you'd know, you'd know quite a lot about your best friend. And, and that's part of being friends is you enjoy being together and knowing each other. Well, we could do the same thing with God. Uh, I, I think there are people who would say they want God to be their best friend. And we know God said Abraham is his friend, friend of God. Well, friendship with God, well, what do you know about God? And how do you know it? And perhaps that's the second, the second part, the more important part, or at least equally important, because 
people might say a lot of things about God and, and they don't really know them. So when they're asked, well, how do you know that? They, they can't show you or tell you how. They just have heard it somewhere. Now, all of this is connected up to chapter 5, verse 11, and then 20 through 21. 11 says, And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Again, that's echoing John, the Gospel of John 17, 3. Eternal life is knowing God. We've been given that. Not just everlasting physical life. Both the wicked and the just are raised from the dead. The righteous and the wicked. So both of them have unending physical life. But eternal life is knowing God, and we can only have that through the Son. If we don't know the Son, we don't know the Father. John also says that. And then in verse 20 and 21, he says, this closes out the book. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we might know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. And then he ends the book, little children, Keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Now that verse 20, 520 has really got a lot in there, really powerful. Let me reread it. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So this connection here of understanding that we might know him. Sometimes we really we really narrow down the word know to be a very very narrow word that just means something like know about or know of. And, and no one would confuse that with understanding. And, and so when I'm using the word knowledge here, I think the scriptures are using it as well to mean understanding. And we want to understand God and Christ and our redemption in him. That's life. That we get to know God. And at the end... Keep yourselves from idols, which is especially um, connected up to a false image of God. We want the knowledge of God, not falsehood about God. And of all the things that John commands them to keep themselves from, that's it. This book is calling us to that greater faithfulness in the knowledge of God. Now, before we close this out, though, I want to uh, go over something here that in, verse, in chapter 3, verse 6, Whoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Now, some people, call, they're called perfectionists. Not, that's not the personality type, but the perfectionists theologically that think you can actually, right now, never sin again. And that's, this verse is one of the main verses they use. Um, he's thinking about persons who are continuing in sin, not the sense that we're all continuing to be sinners until we're sanctified and then glorified, but in the sense of bringing sin with them and not repenting of it. Not simply that they struggle with sin, because then we say nobody meets that, but that they uh, are calling something that's sinful, not sinful. They're living a sinful lifestyle, but claiming to know Christ. Anyone who does that doesn't really know him. Because if we know him, we know he has a moral law that he's given us, and we want to keep that law, both because it's good for us and because it pleases him. So the knowledge of God directs us is eternal life, understanding and knowing God. And because of that, we keep the moral law so that we might know God. So thank you for joining me this week in our weekly devotionals.